0: So I've been a, a car my entire life. I've owned far too many of them, uh, going back to uh, my first car, which was a Chrysler LeBaron in uh, in the mid-'90s. The 1992 LeBaron convertible. Think of it as a Mercedes with a $78,000 rebate. But uh, then I, I went through a string of some pretty cool cars. I had a Mini. I had an Infiniti G35 Coupe. Um, I had a couple BMWs. Um, And most recently, I had a Lexus HS250H, uh, which uh, was their small hybrid. It was their first hybrid car. Kind of a boring car, but very technologically interesting. um, Because this was the first car I ever had that had uh, sort of precursor features to self-driving. And it had lane keep, which is where the car automatically stays in, in its own lane. And it had dynamic cruise, where it detects the car in front of you and slows down to match the speed so you don't have to deal with the brake so i got this car um and and i experienced these features for the first time and it was uh the first time that i'd ever ever had my mind just like completely blown wide open in a car um because you really can get on the expressway with this thing and (laughs) don't encourage anybody to do this but you can shut your eyes Take your, your feet off the pedals, take your hands off the wheel, and the car just deals with itself.
1: Everybody, if you're listening to this in a car right now, I'm encouraging you to just shut your eyes, take your feet off
0: the pedals, and see where
1: it goes.
0: Go to sleep. Uh, No, don't do that. This was back then, um, mind-blown, never been the same, and frankly, it's made me not be able to wait for true self-driving. Well, don't worry. It's only about 30, 40, 50
1: years Five
0: decades, we'll all be dead. And cars will be driving the streets alone. (laughs) With nobody in them.
1: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from The Verge. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and today I'm joined by my pal, Chris Zegler, who is an expert on cars. That's right. It's possible that you are listening to this show and you do not know what Tech is. And the great thing is, it's all in the title. It's a show (laughs) about what is technology in a time when it seems like technology is everything, whether it be in your computer or your phone or, in this case, your car. Uh, And and I have Chris on here today to talk about the self-driving car. Something that has been haunting me personally since (laughs) we were at CES in January. And there was a vehicle that was just outside our door. And every morning, I would hear the same sales pitch. The BMW can go into its own driveway on its own. You don't even need to drive your car into a driveway anymore, and I was like, "Well, that seems utterly useless."
0: Just to underscore that you're not the car guy, I am. That was a Volkswagen, not a BMW. But yes, oh, otherwise, sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're all the same. They're German.
0: Sure, sure. They they are German. This is true. This you
1: is were true. both endorsed by Nazis. I think. <laughs> I, I'm not. I can't speak, can't speak to that. Can't, got it. Okay. So uh, let, let's let's kick things off with a uh, fewer Nazis sure. and more questions um broadly speaking what is the self-driving car
0: the self-driving car uh so that's a surprisingly vague term uh because it represents a full spectrum of capable capabilities in a car right you can go all the way from something that allows you to just take your hands off the wheel briefly on the highway while you're at cruising speed all the way to something where you get in your car at home or you don't even get in, it comes and picks you up, and then it takes you to your destination completely autonomously without you touching anything. And um, because there are so many different possibilities for what self-driving means, the government has actually uh, set out um, or uh, put out a a structure for uh, different levels of self-driving that are potentially um, under different regulatory regimes. And goes through, I think, level zero through level four, and they mean different things. But at the maximum level, that's where you don't do anything. You don't touch a steering wheel. It's basically like the Google car, which literally doesn't have a steering wheel. It just takes care of itself. So what is, like, the lowest level? The lowest level is—, is that, like, my windshield working? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's weird to think about, but uh, there have been self-driving features in our cars for decades— Cruise control is a self-driving feature, right? You don't have to touch the gas pedal. The car just takes care of itself. Uh, And if you go up a hill and the car starts to slow down, it automatically adds gas to keep your speed the same. So you can have these individual functions, these individual control parameters of the car that are managed for you. And that, believe it or not, is a form of self-driving.
1: Well, let's go down this road.
0: Oh, I see what you did there. You see?
1: How long have engineers been working on? And I, I want to switch it to autonomous cars. Because sure. I like the word autonomous sounds better in terms of what these things actually are. Self-driving Potentially, seems very specific to just the driving part.
0: Yes, but autonomous car also sounds weirdly terrifying to me. Like uh, they're That's just, also you know, why I like it. There, there are these uh, <laughs> these driverless cars roaming the streets without anyone in them or filled with corpses. We were what do you call them before. autonomous cars? <laughs> it sounds like they're going to
1: merge together and just start attacking <laughs> yes. with a giant
0: sword. Yes.
1: Well, how, how long has this been a thing? When, when did engineers start thinking like, you know what, uh, people kill themselves in these things an awful lot. What if we did something else?
0: Yeah. So um, it, it it really started to pick up steam uh, in the aughts, uh, which is a term I hate, but I can't think of a better one uh, for the first decade of the 2000s. Um, A couple things happened. Uh, One, there were um, these championships, uh, these competitions um, that were endorsed, I believe, by DARPA, where um, universities competed for, you know, can you uh, route this course with a car that is controlled by itself? Stanford um, partnered with Audi uh, and won that competition a couple of times, uh, and they still show that car around different exhibitions. It's an Audi TT. um, And... Uh, There is another initiative that Volvo and a couple other uh, companies were involved with where there would be a lead car that is automatically followed by a number of cars like a caravan, Uh, and that has kind of petered out for obvious reasons. It's not super practical, Uh, but... The um, the underlying algorithms and systems that were used in that Stanford initiative ended up turning into a much bigger thing. Google is, is involved with that, obviously, now and has been for a number of years. Uh, Carnegie Mellon is another university that's very heavily involved with this stuff. Uber is partnering with them. Um, so they, those are sort of the two major centers in the U.S. where this stuff is getting developed, and they've been working on it at this point for like a decade.
1: Now, you mentioned things like cruise control, but but, but sure, these automatic things, these automatic features that have been around for a while. But when we saw the Volkswagen at CS and we saw these other features, uh, are these things that are available to consumers now that are going to be available to them soon? Because these seem very different than, oh, you get in a car and it drives you
0: to work. Right. So we're right on the cusp of this stuff coming to market in a rudimentary form tesla is going to be um launching self-steering in the next few months uh, i think by summer it'll be uh, rolled out to cars and that's an over-the-air firmware update just like a, f- a firmware update for your phone um uh, gm has committed to rolling out something called Super Cruise, uh, which is basically the same thing starting on 2017 model year cars which will come to market in 2016 so that's next year um, and a number of other manufacturers are tracking for that same date for similar features. Audi, uh, BMW, a number of companies. Those are not fully autonomous cars. Uh, they, they, A term that you'll hear pretty frequently is on-ramp to off-ramp, meaning you get on the expressway, you press a button, you take all your you know, eyes and hands and everything off the car and it takes care of itself until you need to get off the expressway and then you're back in control because surface streets, for a lot of obvious reasons, are more difficult to deal with than a, a long, flat, straight road where you're going fast. Yeah, they have things like people on them. Like people, like intersections, like all these things.
1: Uh, So I, 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 that, that that's like literally next year?
0: This year, if you include Tesla, Yeah. That just seems crazy to me.
1: It seems weird that people aren't freaking out. Oh, I mean, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about people freaking out. Because <laughs> let's. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like we had talked about this when you were in a car, maybe at CES, but an experience that you had where you are somebody who cares deeply about technology and cars. And even you, who, who gets it, uh, found yourself in a self-driving car yeah. and were a little, a little weirded out. Uh, I, I don't yes. know if weirded out
0: is the right word. Would you? Would I mean? Well, so I, I I've been reflecting on that moment pretty frequently since then. This was the BMW i3 that was driving from between two two different locations on the top of a parking garage. You can see the video on the Um, and I think what made that particularly freaky to me there were two things. One, the fact that it was doing things at low speed, which seems counterintuitive. But I feel like when a car is just going straight and level on an expressway, it feels, there's very little difference in the way it feels between having your hands just casually on the wheel and taking them off the wheel. In fact, most of us probably don't like to admit it, but we've probably done that from time to time. You take your hands off the wheel for a second to grab something, the car's not going anywhere, it's still going straight. But when you're at low speed and the car's making these 90 degree turns and stuff without you making any input, it feels different. Uh, the other thing that made that i3 a little freaky was the fact that I did not initiate the car's movements. They they were using a, um, a smartwatch that could control the car remotely. If you were in the car and you pressed a button to initiate the car doing something, I think that that is inherently less freaky because you initiated it. I did not. So it was like I'm just a passenger. Somebody else is controlling this this box that i'm sitting in sure
1: now obviously there are like huge advantages to yes. the self-driving car can you hit on a few of those
0: Uh, freeing up time. You know, I I was just at this Mercedes event where, uh, they showed us the F015, the luxury in motion, which was the car they debuted at CES. Kind of looks like a silver bean for lack of a better term. And on the inside, the, the, um, the front seats turn 180 degrees so that the interior compartment basically turns into almost like a small office with a desk in the middle. Um, and so the, the idea is that especially in a place where you're commuting for so many hours of your life, like LA or, you know, San Francisco, when these places with really heavy traffic, um, instead of having to concentrate on the road and the cars around you, you just let the car take care of it. Then you work, you read, you watch Netflix, you do whatever you want to do with your life. It's so funny because it still
1: feels like an idea from,
0: pre-internet.
1: Because now that we have the internet, you, one, going to the office feels a little strange. So obviously, it still makes sense. Person-to-person sure. to person contact exists. But but the idea of that being so essential seems kind of old-fashioned. But on top of that, if we do switch to a driverless car, I guess, a, a universally, then traffic will improve so much that spending that much time in the car anyway would seem to go down. Is that right, or is that crazy to think?
0: Um, Potentially, but there are still, obviously, periods where you don't want to... Like, there are things you'd rather be doing (laughs) So if you're going
1: to be in the car no matter what, you'd rather be watching that Netflix. Even,
0: Even car enthusiasts don't... Uh, enjoy the moments that they're stuck in traffic. Let's put it that way. You'd rather be on a, a, you know, curves, you know, these these nice roads in the LA backcountry, not sitting on the whatever the interstates are. Yeah,
1: I mean, the the other obvious thing is, uh, way fewer people theoretically will die in in a
0: self driving car. Right. That's yeah. They, which also seems a little counterintuitive because we we have a natural distrust for computers which is probably fair. I mean, Elon Musk has been <laughs> voicing that uh, more loudly than anybody. Um, but in reality, most of the accidents that we encounter today are human error, and computers, by virtue of what they are, don't have human error. So as long as we can program them effectively, we eliminate human error from the equation.
1: Yeah. Um, the two people that I see being very upset about this, uh, and one maybe more rightfully so than others, uh, car enthusiasts, like yourself, who love tinkering and love, you know, fixing things up and maybe right. going to tracks and racing things, right? Uh, but also truck drivers. Like, I didn't understand until recently, I was looking at a map of the most, uh, I guess popular is a strange word for it, but popular job by state. In a lot of the Midwest states, truck driver is like the job. That is, that's what most people do. Uh, and once you have self-driving vehicles, what is the purpose of the truck driver industry? Uh, is that going to get in the way of self-driving cars? Because I imagine there has to be a group of people who are petitioning Washington to put yeah. sharp restrictions on things like that.
0: Yeah, I imagine. I mean, look, um, every automaker in the business has said that the biggest challenge over the next five to ten years here is not technological. It's it's political. Um There's a lot of regulatory stuff we need to figure out. Just these basic things, like you know, self-driving cars will inevitably get into crashes. So, who's to blame? Is it the driver who isn't really driving? Is it the automaker? How do you figure that out? Um, And I think that that is going to be a major component of it. You are going to have these lobbying groups who really get into the into the faces of politicians and say, "Hey, this is not good for our industry. You need to to lock this down." Um, And yeah, we're in. There's no way to sugarcoat it. We're in for a protracted legal battle here um and if it doesn't come to market by 2020 like a lot of automakers have previously predicted my guess is that the the reason for that is going to be largely legal not um technological
1: one other thing and then we'll get to the kind of the, the real crazy the crazy questions but one real thing why cars i mean it feels like cars speaking of outdated it feels like cars we've known are not efficient uh are dangerous uh they don't seem like the ideal solution they seem like a, a solution rooted in the 19, like the end of the 19th century uh and yet we're like spending so much time and money and effort and thought trying to recalibrate them for now why 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 not try to figure out something else
0: well i think so i think that's a very um urban centric philosophy and no question there's there are a lot of people in urban centers in the U.S. and around the world, uh, and that number is growing. All these major cities around the world are getting much, much larger. Uh, but there will always be suburbs. There will always be rural areas. And frankly, we're sitting on hundreds of billions of dollars worth of existing infrastructure for, uh, for roadways And you can't just get rid—like, we don't have the money to just shut those down and go to something that's more efficient. And frankly, nothing else. Mass transit, while wonderful for many things, doesn't work for getting from point A to point B in the burbs, right? Um, So that's where cars will always have a place. It's just a question of what those cars look like.
1: Do you think also the system will be different, like ride-sharing? If if Uber, say, gets self-driving cars— and you live, say, in the suburbs of a major city. Yeah. And you only have to use a car I every mean, so often. Maybe it would be cheaper just to get that self-driving
0: car. Yep, absolutely. I, um, it, It's actually really interesting. I was back home for the holidays last year. Uh, my parents live um, about 30 miles outside of Detroit, west of Detroit. Um, just kind of a, a sleepy suburb. And um, I opened Uber just on a whim And I was surrounded by Uber X cars, uh, which blew my mind, you know, like where, where do people even need need to get Ubered here? Um, But, uh, but yeah, whether it's Uber, whether it's something else, um, I think that that business model is certainly here to stay. Uh, And, yeah, those. if I'm an Uber driver, I'm definitely freaking out ab- about the fact that, A, this technology is advancing so rapidly, and B, Uber is heavily invested in it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We're going into the future. Okay. okay. Uh, Woo! Is um, that the future that was,
1: Yeah, that was the, that was the noise. It was also like something from Short Circuit. Um, <laughs> we're now 30 years into the future. Yeah. We're looking around. Oh, my gosh. We are we, we haven't aged. We're still strapping young, beautiful men. The machine worked. Um it, it, we look at the cars. Uh, some questions, and I'm asking you as a car expert. Yeah. As we look at these things, uh, one: uh, w- Are people still tinkering with with uh, their self driving cars? Is there still reason to tinker?
0: Um. So I I, I think that the truly autonomous vehicle. For, so first of all, let me just get this out of the way. I think that um truly autonomous vehicles will not be, will not legislate, uh non self driving cars out of existence, as Elon Musk hinted at um, recently at a uh, um, event a press event I think that's um, non self driving cars will still be everywhere, and I think that part of the programming for the self driving cars will be specifically about dealing with those those normals uh, or you know old fashioned type people like you and I who are still on the road. Uh, So to answer your question, I think that um, there will probably be very strict regulations about what you can and cannot tinker with or change on your self-driving car. But I also think that many, if not most of those tinkerers will still be driving their cars themselves because the types of people who are interested in messing with their cars are also probably the same kinds of people who are interested in driving them. Okay.
1: So we're also, we're we're scanning the highway now. Mm -hmm. Do the cars look like cars as we knew them or do they look more like, say like, really fast
0: apartments <laughs> well so that's uh that's actually the future that's envisioned by this mercedes f-015 which looks i mean c- certainly you can identify it as a car it still has taillights headlights four wheels uh but the wheels are pushed to the very edge of the body to maximize the interior space uh and the headline or headline the uh the uh windshield is sloped in a very strange way the back is uh there is no no window in the back um, because it's replaced with a display in the interior. Um, so it, it doesn't it certainly doesn't look like anything remotely like anything that's on the road today. I think that self-driving cars 30 years from now will probably take, if not that appearance, something that borrows some of those physical characteristics, like pushing the wheels to the very edges of the body, uh, because in order to free up interior space to do things that don't involve driving, you'll want to do that. Um but I also think that as I mentioned there will still be cars that are primarily intended to be driven by the driver on the road and they will still be made uh and those will probably just look like future versions of the cars that are on the road today that's my prediction okay
1: last question uh the precogs have uh discovered that you're going to commit a murder in the yes. not so distant future yeah
0: uh do you run uh if if I don't run do I get to meet Tom Cruise Chris, they always run. <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining me.
0: <laughs> You're very welcome.
1: This has been another uh, somewhat successful episode of Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we are here every Tuesday. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, on TheVerge.com, uh, or on iTunes. Uh, if you if you don't mind, maybe go there and leave a review. It really goes a long way for getting the show out to more people. You can also follow us on. Uh, Twitter at what's tech uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter yes Z power as they say in Canada and the UK Z power if you're in the United States uh, and you can follow me I'm at plant uh, or you can just read us on the Uh as always thank you to John who produces this he is the best until next time we'll see you later bye